Hey, everybody, and welcome into episode 35 of Jake's Take. I am Jake Heller. Pleased to be joining you guys once again on this Thursday night. Have a very, very special guest on the show, someone that is a huge fan of the show and has contributed a lot, especially with uh, the logo for Jake's Take. It's none other than my good friend, Johnny Glow from Wrestling and Whatever. How are we doing tonight, man? Woo! 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 <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators down, baby. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really oh, good. Man. I mean, good I'm a little sore. A little sore, but, yeah. you know. It is what it is. Yeah, for for those that are listening, we live in northeast Pennsylvania, and we got rocked with snow last night and this morning. I mean, we're hammered. Yeah, we're talking uh, an epic proportion of blizzard-like conditions, basically. I think the final total was, what, like 15, 16 inches, somewhere around there? The most inches I've ever seen on a night, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, man, Uh, huge, like I said, I know you've you've done so much with the podcast, supporting it, sharing it on on your page as well, and creating the logo, which I absolutely love because, like you said, it has that 1990 GM Goodwrench feel to it. It did the plus. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "This is it. This is Jake's." I I gotta go for it. it. Yeah, I had fun making it, so I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I certainly appreciate it, buddy. So, real quick, just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, your your love for the Minnesota Vikings. Holy God. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my name is uh, Johnny Glow, as uh, I go by, because I am a transgender male. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, Jesus. no, I, <laughs> um, I have a podcast. It's called Wrestling or Whatever. You guys like wrestling or whatever. <laughs> Uh, you could actually listen to it if you want. We have a Facebook page just like Jake here has uh, wrestling and whatever cheap little plug I put in there. Uh, but yeah, huge Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, I really like a lot of sports, to be honest with you. Uh, Red Sox baseball fan. Uh, I just started watching hockey lately. Um, so when I was starting to watch the Bruins were, you know, the uh, Stanley cup winner. So I said, Hey, I love pretty much all Boston sports besides the Patriots. So why not go with the Bruins? So have them as uh, my team. And uh, let's think, what else do I got? Oh, love UFC as well. So um, sometimes on our show, we'll try to talk about UFC here and there too. I like to get my good friend Adam on um, to talk because he's very, uh, he knows his stuff with UFC and he really yeah, calls, he calls a lot of good shit on there. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much me, man. Vikes. They're going to lose this week, um, but it is what it is. Yeah, I for sure. I didn't want them to win at all, Jake. I wanted them to, to be worse than the Jets. <laughs> I know. Shout out to Blake Brown. <laughs> Shout out to Blake Brown, Balake. Yeah, out of the running for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes now, man. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also you were a big-time fan of Jimmy Johnson for the longest time. <laughs> oh, let's go. How did, how did the process go having to pick a new driver? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm to be honest with you. I already told you who I was going to pick as my driver, only because mm-hmm. of just his character. Um, oh yeah. But uh, it, I'm still looking, man. Like I want to pick. I want to pick a driver who's not the best, but who's hated by so many. And I yeah. feel like <laughs> I feel like Ricky Stenhouse isn't really loved by a lot of people. So I think I might yeah. still stick with him. Yeah, that's the thing, buddy. He's he's aggressive. He's fun to watch, but obviously that aggression, some people love it, and for other people, it pisses them off. But 
you have that, and of course you have the the mullet too. I know oh. you said that's one of the reasons. That yes, like <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, what? Kozlowski's what? He's sticking around, right? Yeah, Who he's going to be around for quite a while. Who signed him? Did he sign with his uh, with his people, or did he go somewhere else? I, I haven't been able to keep up on that. He he signed a contract extension with Team Penske back in August, but it's okay. only a one year deal through next year, so it might have to go through this whole process again next year. I feel like you're going to be t- hey, Jake's takes got a lot of stuff to talk about then, right? Oh, for sure. Less <laughs> than two months away from the Daytona 500, man. <laughs> hey, let's hope that the Poconos is a thing this year. Oh, I know. First time since 2001, I was not able to go to a race this year. It was brutal that having sucks. to watch it at home, man. Oh, mm. yeah. So, yeah, fingers crossed for sure, June 26th and 27th next year. But So, tonight, week 15 in the NFL kicks off with two AFC West rivals. The 7-6 and six Las Vegas Raiders hosting the 4-9 and nine Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of storylines going into tonight, Johnny. Obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders firing their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, much to the delight of Kyle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and the Chargers, they're 4-9, but they have been in so many close games this year. But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, a lot of their playmakers are either questionable or doubtful for tonight. Uh, the game is on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime, kickoff around 8-20. And, you know, Kyle said the one thing that is killing the Raiders is – their defense or lack thereof and you're having starters out again like Jonathan Abram, Cleland Farrell and on the other side Henry Ruggs he's on the COVID list so Oof. yeah I did <laughs> so not know that. that yeah that he was he was placed on the COVID list just yesterday and with the Chargers I think Justin Herbert has done a remarkable job this year especially I mean they might be four and nine but they've been in so many close games this year and, hey, they actually won a game against the Falcons, and everyone considers the Chargers to sort of be the, the Atlanta of the West, I guess you could say. <laughs> but, um, they really are, though. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> so, how, let's talk about Justin Herbert for a second. Like, oh, yeah. how good has he been? Oh, Jason Boone, another good friend of mine, he sent me a piece just a couple weeks ago. I mean, he is on pace to break rookie records this year, and you're on a 4-9 and nine team. Ugh. I mean, let's let's uh, dismiss his game against the Patriots because I mean, yeah, something about Bill Belichick and rookie quarterbacks—you just you don't mix, and, and they never work. Five. It's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, Justin Herbert. I think this week. I think I'm sorry, Kyle, but I think the Chargers are going to absolutely spank the Raiders. I, oh, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because there's a guy I'm playing against in fantasy who has a bunch of the Chargers players. I actually have Keenan Allen, and he's not playing now. Yeah, there's been a lot of question marks going into tonight for Keenan Allen. That That's the latest that I heard. I'm looking at the Twitter page here for the Los Angeles Chargers. The thing is, the inactives, they don't come out until 90 minutes prior to kickoff, so we're approaching that. We are. But, they're, man, their injury report, it's, like I said, he's on there. Mike Williams is on there. They just got Austin Eckler back. You know, he was on IR for quite a while. So, like I said, both these teams are banged up going into the tonight, man. They really are. And, uh, and, I mean, there's a lot of younger guys on that Chargers roster right now, wide receiver-wise, like Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton. Um, they, they could see p- perhaps a lot of play tonight. Um, but I, I, to be honest with you, I think this is going to be the Austin Eckler show. 
I think so too, because let's face it. I mean, the Raiders, they've been struggling a lot against the run and the pass. And it's like Kyle Williams was saying, there's only so much that Derek Carr could do. And even promoting Rod Marinelli from defensive line coach, to defensive coordinator, I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. You know, he, he said he's hoping they might pursue Wade Phillips, but I mean, looking at it with the Raiders, they're seven and six. I think they could win tonight, but after that, you got the Saturday night game against Miami and Denver. Denver might be five and eight, but believe it or not, Johnny, John Gruden has never won once at Mile High. Get out, really. I'm not kidding. And this is two stints with the Raiders, and his brief time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, not brief time, but sure enough, the one time they played there, they ended up losing. So very, very alarming stat, to say the least, and yeah, Kyle said that his hope on, on the Raiders making the playoffs is starting to run out. Well, you never say never. Um, yeah. Derek Carr, um, I believe I saw a stat the other day where it's Derek Carr, Pat Mahomes, and I think they might have said Aaron Rodgers. They, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly, he's in the company of uh, quarterbacks with 300 yards plus uh, passing and multiple touchdowns in the last four or five games. Or something along yeah. those lines. So, I mean, that's good company to be in. And if he continues that uh, tonight and they're on out, I mean, the Raiders could be a contender. It's that defense, man. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Josh Jacobs, he's finally back. And if Nelson Aguilar could just catch a damn ball, I mean, he had 100 yards and a touchdown against the Colts. And to me, you know, everyone talks about tight ends in the league. You hear about Travis Kelsey. You hear about George Kittle. I know he's been banged up this year, but – Darren Waller, to me, I think that's probably the most underrated tight end in the he, NFL right now. He's such a baller. He's Darren yeah. Waller, the baller. I like it. <laughs> and he, like, I, I passed on him in fantasy, unfortunately. But, man, do I wish I could take that pick back and grab him now. But I, uh, it's the, – the, the Raiders are slowly coming together the way that everyone thought they would be with the multiple picks that they got in the mm-hmm. draft. But, I mean – Hey, Derek Carr is still good. I think he'll be – I think he's going to be there for a very long time. Um, I also think you're going to see Josh Jacobs is probably one of the highest-paid running backs, um, you know, coming soon. And, I mean, man, that, that, Henry Ruggs, just an absolute beast when he doesn't have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just – the team's got it, man. Now they just got to focus on defense. I mean, it's – that's simple, exactly. I think. And that's the thing, you know, Derek Carr, these last few years, it, he had really, really struggled ever since he broke his leg against the, the Colts Christmas Eve in 2016. And this was sort of like a prove-it year. And up until just a couple of weeks ago, believe it or not, Johnny, he only had two interceptions on the season. Really? Yeah. He wow. threw two against the Colts. One of them was a pick six. But, yeah, he has improved steadily this year. And I think slowly his confidence is starting to come back. Well, uh, and I think also a big contribution to that is Gruden as well. Mm-hmm. When you have a coach of that stature on your team, I'll tell you what, it's uh, John Gruden. <laughs> he's such a good coach. Sure is, man. Sure <laughs> is a good coach, man. And Chucky. <laughs> so you said that you're going with the Chargers, but me, I think it's going to be a shootout just like it was in early November. I'm actually taking the Raiders. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, I mean, hey, man, it could come down to the leg of Carlson, which shout out to him as well. Thanks for leaving Minnesota, man. Oh, man. Minnesota and kickers. Talk about a curse, dude. Cursed for life. Oh, Literally. Yeah. Ugh, I don't want to think about it. I don't think about Blair Walsh. <laughs> right. 
Gary Anderson. Good God. Yeah. And damn the man Bailey. Oh my God, dude. He had a great week last week. Oh, Three misses. Miss mm-hmm. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I love about this time of the year, Johnny, is usually in late December, right before Christmas, the NFL usually has about a week or two where we get some Saturday games. And sure enough, we have a doubleheader this coming Saturday. Both games on NFL Network, 4.30, starting off with the 10-3 and Buffalo Bills at the 5-8 and Denver Broncos. And then later that night, 8.15, the 4-9 Carolina Panthers taking on uh, your favorite team, the 10-3 and Green Bay Packers. No, I'm just Boo. joking with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the amazing thing about this is the Buffalo Bills this weekend – could win their first division title since 1995. That's nuts. Yeah, that sure is nuts, dude. 1995 and 10 and three. This is their best start going back to those Jim Kelly Super Bowl teams since 1991. That was the second of four consecutive Super Bowl appearances. Now it's Denver. It's the high altitude. We saw how Tua struggled there just a couple weeks ago. And I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is one of the more underrated quarterbacks, especially with how banged up they are this year. And he's coming off a game against the Carolina Panthers, we where he had a career, a game best four touchdowns. So you got two. I was gonna say two of the most two two promising quarterbacks when you think of it. Him and Joshua MVP Allen, as Boone likes to call him. So. I uh, I think I, – I don't want to say the Broncos are going to win that game. I mean, they have home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, the better team is Buffalo. Uh, you have Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I think his name's Isaiah McKenzie. He's been killing it lately. Cole Beasley. Um, who's the other guy that they have there, too? Uh, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. He, mm-hmm. He's been out of nowhere. Uh I think his name is Dawson Knox. He's been yeah, they're tight end. a very, very big sleeper for when it comes to getting open. That man gets open more open than anyone. Um, and I mean, it's the running game is it's crazy because they were so high on um, Devin Singletary and they were very, very high on Zach Moss and Zach Moss has had a lot of fumbling issues. So I, if Von Miller was in this game, I would say, I would possibly say that it would, I would give it to Denver or if they had a healthy defense, but their defense has been very lackluster this year. So it, I think you're going to see Josh Allen have another fantastic game. And hopefully my boy, Stefan Diggs has a good game too. Um, being it that I have him on my fantasy team and yeah. I need to win this week. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll be biased this week. And I, I think I would probably pick Buffalo over Denver only because they got it going right now. I totally agree, buddy. I got to go with Buffalo as well. I mean, everyone is talking. When you talk about the best teams in the AFC, obviously everyone is going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, but Buffalo, especially this year, I, I, have, I agree with you. I got to go with Josh Allen and the Bills on this one because Denver, not just defensively, but offensively, they're, they're kind of decimated as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Then talking about another decimated team, the other half of the Saturday night doubleheader, Carolina Panthers, another game without Christian McCaffrey, dude. Hey, I like it, though, because as, as you know, when it comes to me, I'm biased towards fantasy. 
<laughs> I got Mike Davis as my flex. So um, nice. If if he could continuously keep going, if Christian McCaffrey wants to come back in two weeks, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, if if you're, you're going to ask me who do I think is going to win this game, it's no contest that the Packers are going to win it. Oh yeah. Um, they have uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is so funny. I was just looking at an old fantasy football magazine from the beginning of the year. And they have Aaron Rodgers on there as someone to not draft. <laughs> and, and and it's totally the opposite of that. If I think at the end of the year, when they come out with the 2021 fantasy football magazines, I think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers as the number two quarterback to take. It's amazing, Johnny. It really is because we all remember that night, the first night of the NFL draft, when they took Jordan Love. And immediately it sort of had those vibes, just like when Aaron Rodgers was drafted himself. And you started to wonder, Brett Favre, how much longer was was he going to be the starter in Green Bay? And there was, dude, there was even rumors at one point that Aaron Rodgers was interested in playing for the Bears next year. Can you believe that? Uh, Please don't. Come to Minnesota. (laughs) And here he is on on the brink of possibly winning a third MVP. I mean. He had three touchdowns against Detroit. And although granted Detroit has looked a lot better ever since they fired Matt Patricia. Right. And of course we, at this point, you have to make a case for Devonte Adams possibly being the best wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, agreed. He is, yeah. he's breaking records. It's, it's crazy how that man also gets open and you could throw him really pretty much anything. So, I mean, if we were going to, compare wide receivers to say who's the best if we were to go with like a top three i would probably go Devonte adams stefan diggs and probably deandre hopkins i i can't i can't dismiss tyreek hill though because he is just so good he is so but, fast he is fast dude it's <laughs> yeah. nuts I agree with I agree with you on that list right there. And you talk about fantasy football and advancing throughout the playoffs and everything. That is pretty much what ended my season on Sunday night with Stephon Diggs having 130 yards and a touchdown against my Steelers. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I I, I had him. <laughs> yeah. I had him. That's the reason why I went that, and I had BDH, man. Yeah, BDH, <laughs> as Sean Rosansky likes to refer to him as. <laughs> Big Derrick Henry. Yes, bitch. So, <laughs> so that's uh, that 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 man. Uh, he pretty much has put me on his back uh, in a nice little backpack and has carried me throughout the playoffs. So uh, he's projected to be the number one running back this week in in football in general mm-hmm. against the Detroit Lions. And man, I hope they're right. Uh, but uh, if, if we're gonna go picks here for Saturday's game between the Packers uh, and the Panthers. Uh, no contest. I, I think the Packers win that. I, I'm trying to think of ways that Carolina could maybe pull the upset here, but I mean, in just every facet of the game, I think they're I agree. they're outmatched. I totally agree. So. And your former quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's he's done a very respectable job for the Carolina Panthers this year. He has Teddy two gloves, man. I'll tell you, when that guy is on, he's on. Um, but that that's another thing too. I mean. Robbie Anderson, he was leading the league in receiving yards and from like week one to like week seven. Um, and he was just absolutely killing it. But it's just one thing led after another when you have Teddy B go down uh, when he's hurt and you got your 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 stud, an absolute beast in Christian McCaffrey go out. It's it's tough, man. That's why that's why they say like with teams, every team looks good on paper, but once that injury bug starts happening, and we have an even bigger bug this yeah. year in COVID, 
you gotta, you have to prepare and get ready, you know, for the unexpected. So. Well, we agree on the two Saturday games. And speaking of the injury bug, the first Sunday game that we're going to dive into, the five and eight San Francisco 49ers, the four and nine Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, two teams that have severely been riddled by the injury bug, probably more so than the 49ers, more than anyone. And it's surreal to think. Right. Dallas and San Francisco, in my opinion, the best rivalry of the 1990s. This was supposed to be the Sunday night game for week 15 when the schedule came out. Who would have imagined that it would get flexed out for the Browns and Giants? Never. It's it's this is another universe, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're living As in. As Kyle Bush said, this is 2020. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he did say that. And boy, was he right. <laughs> uh. It, like you said, dude, it, the, the 90s, you, you think when you think football, you think 49ers, yes. Cowboys, uh, or hell, even towards the end of the 90s, you're thinking Denver Broncos, Green Bay Packers. Um, in, in, this, in this league, of how everything's going on right now. I was expecting this game to be the best game of the year. Jimmy G, Debo Samuel, uh, Raheem Mostert, and then on the other side, Dak Prescott. Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and a depleted defense. Uh, but like it's right now, it's like sound like a oh, snoozer sure. fest. But I mean, yeah, I if I was a betting man, Jake, for this game, I I think I'm gonna go the Niners. And I'm sorry, Josh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I might have to go the Niners. I think they have a little bit of an edge. I agree. Right now. I totally agree with you. I got to go with the the 49ers as well. And it's pretty ironic. I was actually talking to Josh for a little bit before we started recording. <laughs> but uh, we oh, were just talking say? about different things. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm oh. sure at this point, man, I'm sure he'll agree with you. I'm sure he probably wants a draft pick more than anything. That's, that's yeah, what that's wanted. what a lot of Cowboys fans <laughs> want. And, and talk about fantasy football and talk about injuries. That's what killed me this year in fantasy was when Dak Prescott went down week five because – the week, Same, bro. The week before Same. That, I got 50 points from him against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I was up to almost 20 points when he was playing the Giants, and then he, you know, somehow died mm. and with his ankle. And then it's just like, I'll never forget watching that. And I'm like, all right. Hey, I think he's fixing his knee pad. I'm like, wait, his knee pad should yeah, be down by his was, feet. Oh, <laughs> that was hard for oh, and I was, I was going up against John Kaminsky, who more than likely in Sean's league is, is pretty much the favorite to win the championship. And a couple couple weeks oh, later, nice. me and John, we were hanging out at his house watching Steelers-Titans. Of course, the legendary Sean Rosansky was there. But John, that particular day, I was going up against him when Dak had his injury, and he was at work. And he went to go check his phone, and he thought, he only has 12 points from Dak. What's going on there? And when he saw the injury... He even said to me, he said, dude, if Dak didn't go down, you probably would have ran away with it this year. But Yeah. I mean, your team, I remember you showed me it. It was it looked pretty legit. And then look at that. Look what happens. Yeah. Kenny Galladay screwed That's me what happens, year. man. Yeah. He did. So looking at the Cowboys, Andy Dalton, I mean, he was able to beat his old team, what what's left of the Cincinnati Bengals. But Ezekiel uh, Elliott, talk about fantasy football bust. Only 48 yards against the Bengals, dude. But, yeah, he's not having a good year, and I think that all contributes to uh, Dak not being there. I think if Dak's on that team right now, it's 
it's a whole different team. Regardless of their defense, I think their defense would play a little bit better too if Dak was there. Um, but I mean, you don't know what you're going to get when you got the red rider at the trigger there. And like, he could go off this week. That's why this is, if you're going based off of everything that you see in front of you, I think the Niners win it. Um, But you got Andy Dalton. He's so inconsistent. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, look, I thought Minnesota, that was the only time I thought Minnesota was actually going to run away with the game when they played the Cowboys. But then, and he don't showed up and just absolutely wrecked it. <laughs> Trap game. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Ugh, how do I feel? Yeah. I feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> now let me. I'll just let me. I talk to my buddy Pete about this all the time, and I say, dude, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's not elite. He is not a quarterback that could go out there. He's not a Pat Mahomes. No one's a Pat Mahomes. Uh, he's not a Dak Prescott. Hell, he's not even a Justin Herbert. He's the type of quarterback that goes out there and immediately, if a guy flinches towards him, he falls down on the ground and, and just whimpers away. Probably the one time I'll only agree with Dale <laughs> yeah. Kibler that Kirk Cousins was an absolute horrible pickup. But stat-wise, he's been doing pretty good. But he's been trying – I mean, the beginning of the year with his turnovers were absolutely horrible. He was looking like a 2014-2015 Big Ben. Uh, he was just throwing picks and fumbling the ball like crazy. But like, And also contributes to the offensive line just being trash. I think if you had the 2009 offensive line there uh, for Minnesota, uh, when you had Phil Lodehole and you had um, Matt – Matt Burke, I want to say, I think that was his name. And you just had these studs, John Sullivan as the center. You had all these guys on that line. If you had that line from the year that they had Brett Favre there, I think it's Way a whole different. different team. Way different. And Kirk Cousins, hell, he might have 5,000 yards passing. But it's it's just another one of those things. Oh, well, I just got oh, yeah. an update, buddy. Mike Williams and Keenan oh, Allen wow. will play tonight. So, looks like I got a doing an impromptu yeah, switch for here sure. for fantasy. So put that man we're in. talking about Dale Killer, sure enough, the next game I want to cover the six and seven Washington football team. I'm still having a hard time saying that, dude. <laughs> but the six and seven <laughs> Washington football I, team. Go ahead. I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I oh, still yeah, call them the Redskins too. from time to time. Yeah. I keep forgetting. <laughs> this Sunday, they're hosting the nine and four Seattle Seahawks. It's it's so tough, man. It's so tough to pick that because game, too. When you think of it, I mean, if this was eight years ago, we're talking when the two of them met in the wild card round, Seattle was the one that had the phenomenal defense, whereas Washington's defense for the longest time was horrible, absolutely horrible. But this year, especially under Ron Rivera, that, like I, I say every week, that defensive front, man, they are nasty. And the Seahawks is. They have no defense whatsoever. They they don't. It's like like you said. It's yeah. like they switch sides. But I mean, they're they're who is Alex? As far Smith as I know, he's on track to play. Mm. See, so in that instance, like you just said, their front four is absolutely disgusting. Chase Young, that's <laughs> exactly. it. That, that's all you need. And the thing with Russell Wilson. He is like – he's a fantastic quarterback. I thought he was going to 
from like week one to week five, I thought he was going to be the MVP of the year. And he is still playing well. Uh, I mean, last week he did good, but yeah. he was also against the Jets. Um, <laughs> enough enough said. But um, you have Russell Wilson, who's a fantastic quarterback. If he tries to stay in that pocket way too long, he could escape the pocket really well. But, man, he hasn't been escaping the pocket no. that good this year. So I think if Chase Young gets through them, if they don't double-team Chase Young this year, or this week, I'm going to go wow. with the Redskins. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to nice. call the football team. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, if, if you would have said this back in April or something, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, Are exactly. You smoke? <laughs> but no, I think it's going to be I, – I don't think it's going to be as close as the Giants-Seattle uh, game yeah. was when they beat them. But I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be oh, plus seven. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. That's a big what, limb what right say? there. And, and, you know, Kyle and I, we talk about the, the Seahawks all the time. And more than anything with Russell and his ability to scramble and get out of the pocket, that offensive line has been very, very, in my opinion, below average for the past several years. And, yeah, and I saw – like I said, I saw what – the Steelers were incapable of against that Washington front. I mean, hell, hell only having 21 yards rushing on the night. That was absolutely pathetic. But at the end of the day, I don't know, man. I just got to go with Seattle on this one. I, I, I just can't, I just can't see them losing that game. But that's, that's just me personally. I... And it, what it comes down to it too. I mean, look at Washington yeah. last week. I mean, you don't. It's it, it's so crazy. You don't know what team's showing up from week to week, except for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. You know what team's showing up there. Um, uh, and same thing with the Steelers, man. You don't know what team's showing up with them. Uh, and I I have bashed the Steelers <laughs> for years, but I think um, I think that this is a different Steelers team, obviously. And I think that they're playing against good teams and they're losing because they've. They're a great team, but they've been – I don't want to say babied, but they've been so used to playing down to their competition for years where they're like, yep. you know what, screw that. We're not playing down to them. We're going to absolutely crush them, and they have been. And now they're getting those teams that they always play fantastic against that are good teams, and it kind of seems like we're, they're, like I said, everyone's switching sides this year. So I, I think uh, depending on which <laughs> football team shows up, no pun intended um, – I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think you're. I think you're going to see Washington with whatever running day game they have. Antonio Gibson's still out, so they're going to be running with JD Barber. and um, Peyton Barber. I think you're going to see a big running game there. Chris Carson, I believe he's uh, expected to play. Yeah. He's a little banged up too, but I mean, the, both these guys they have running backs that aren't the best, but they're good. And I, I think if you got DK Metcalf, if he gets held pretty much the whole game under a certain amount of yardage and he doesn't get things going and you can't no. forget about Tyler Lockett. I mean, that's the thing, man. If they get to that quarterback quick enough time, if he can't throw that ball out to the flats, I mean, I, I hate to say it because I do, I don't hate the Seahawks. I think they're a fantastic team, but I just defense wins games, man. And I, I think the Washington football team, I yeah. think they might pull this one. I'm out. looking at the stat line from their victory against the 49ers. Montez Sweat had a sack. Chase Young, Deron Payne. Wow, dude. <laughs> sacked. Yeah. And Alex Smith. Like, 
I said it my last show, and I'm sure you'll probably agree with me on this, but as far as comeback player of the year goes, it'd be absolutely foolish if you don't give it to him. Oh, hands down. I could, dude, I couldn't even absolutely. watch that Project 11 that ESPN did back in May, talking about his recovery process. I got through most of it, but when they got to the part where they showed his leg all cut up, I had to shut it off right then and there. <sighs> oh, yeah. Dude, it, yeah. Was a, it was a tearjerker. It really was. Because it's the guy has come back from so much, and it's absolutely just crazy um, to think you know, what that man went through. Almost exactly. losing his life um, for for the game that he loves. I mean, nothing but respect there. So, I I, I like I, I agree with you. I I think it's no contest. I think he gets it, and I think we'll see what happens. I I want to say that he's gonna win it with a landslide. I don't know who who the hell else would Maybe be running for it. But the way he's played the last few weeks, yeah, true. You're very true. I keep forgetting that he was pretty much out for the yeah. whole year. Um, last year, and that's that. That's gonna be a good, good fight there to see who wins it. So, but I, I agree with you. I, I think Alex Smith definitely wins yeah, that for award sure, buddy. for the year. The thing, for the first few weeks of the season, Cam Newton was even in the running for it before he got COVID. But his performance has gradually regressed since. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the moment we have Absolutely. all been waiting for, Johnny. The oh, no. six and seven Minnesota Vikings hosting the six and seven Chicago Bears. I guess you could say a bit of a redemption for Mitch Trubisky last week. Yeah. How's he? He's yeah. been playing really good. Nuts. Good yeah. for him. I like Mitch. Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't draft him over Pat Mahomes though, but I mean, Hey, the Chicago's <laughs> going to do what they're going to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that game, I, I'm not going to be biased because I don't do that. But if I'm going to compare and contrast the, the, the offenses and defenses right now, uh, if Kirk Cousins could hold off on any type of excessive turnovers, if he plays the way he played against them at Soldier Field, uh, Minnesota could come out with a win here. Um, if they get Dalvin Cook yeah. cooking. Um, that could work if Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, everyone's healthy except for their tight ends right now. I don't, I'm not sure if Kyle Rudolph's playing, but you got Irv Smith who's healthy and he's playing really well now too. But I mean, Chicago's on a, on a tear right now, man. David Montgomery is back. He's just absolutely crushing it week from week. Their defense absolutely showed up last week. It's and Minnesota's defense has been so piss poor lately. Um, except for when they play horrible yeah. teams like Jacksonville. But, I mean, look exactly. at that. It was overtime. So, I I personally think, and, I, and I'm not going to be biased, and I'm not going to show my bias here um, because I'm not going to pick Minnesota. I'm going to pick Chicago to win this game. They have the hot hand right now. I know Minnesota's going to be playing pissed off at home. Um, but I, I think Chicago wins this, and – they're going to win it right at the end of the game. They're going to seal the deal with the Kirk Cousins. Wow. Fumble. Bold prediction right there, man. And that's the thing. Everyone, Dalvin yep. Cook has had an amazing year. But the one thing that people forget about, the one team he has always struggled the most against is Chicago. Yeah. Agreed. Wow, dude. And that's the thing. Originally, originally before I we set this all up for you to be on the show and everything, I was – I was kind of leaning towards Minnesota, but now you've, you've sort of talked me more towards Chicago. 
You really have, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to throw <laughs> well, up. Hey, you know what it is? I think, I mean, Sean Rosansky talks about it all the time. Maybe it's just reverse psychology. <laughs> it really is. But I, I'm also a realist when it comes to not saying, oh, my team's going to absolutely crush the Bears because the Bears are trash. The Bears were trying to find themselves throughout the year. Their defense still isn't what they were, but I feel like Khalil Mack is right now. He's getting stuff rolling. Um, I, I want to say they, they have um, – what's his face um, on the uh, defensive line still? He's he's healthy now. But uh, he got hurt against Minnesota the last time they played. Was it Hicks? Yeah. I want to say Hicks. maybe was his name. I can't remember. Yeah. Akeem Hicks, he, he got injured, and then next thing you know, Minnesota just – Ran, 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 and that was it. And then they bombed one down to Justin Jefferson, and he, you know, caught that nice touchdown. But I mean, this is going to be a bloodbath. I, I really think it's going to be a bloodbath between the two of them. I think Dalvin Cook's probably going to have a really good game. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins throws for over 200 yards, but I think the turnovers is what's going to cost them the game. I think Dan Bailey's going to redeem himself this week and make every field goal. Um, oh but I think that's not going to be enough because I think it, this is going to be probably one of the higher scoring games of the, of the night of the uh, evening. So who knows, man, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to what I'm saying though. And I wow. think Chicago yeah, definitely win. has that 34, 31 feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and of course, Alan Robinson for the longest time, it sounded like he wanted out of Chicago and man, he balled against the Texans 123 yards on a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Killed it. He's so spotty too. He's he'll have horrible fortify games, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'll just score hundred plus yards. He's not a guy that rushes with the ball though, so he, they don't do a lot of reverses with him. But um, they, you don't really need to because he's just another baller. But I I don't think he stays in Chicago it. though. I think yeah. he's going to go to a different team. Well, Betty, as the old saying goes, as Bob Dylan once said, the times they are changing, and this Sunday. The eight and five Miami Dolphins. They're hosting the six and seven New England Patriots. Wrap your mind around this for a second, Johnny. For the first time since 2008, the New England Patriots will not win the AFC East. And for the first time since 2002, they will not win 10 games on the season. Yeah. Crazy. It's 2020. 2020 in a nutshell. I mean, to lose 24 to 3 against the Rams last Thursday night when you just when you just beat the Chargers 45 nothing a few days before in the same stadium and like I said man Cam Newton he has just regressed ever since he was diagnosed with covid and agreed you can't no. make this stuff up man you can't you can't make this stuff up where you have a guy playing you have a, a team playing against another team that absolutely just stifles them they score zero points to get absolutely wrecked the next yeah, week just the like NFL. i said just a few days later for for that matter you know and to the point that he was actually benched for for jared stidham towards the end of the game uh see i don't i hate when they do that um it, it but i i see why they do it but i mean it just ruins any type of psyche that they have or okay it is cam newton he's been in the league for a little while now but still that's if you're doing that to piss him off, I mean, you're you're pissing off the wrong guy because I feel like Cam Newton doesn't take criticism well from coaches. I could be completely wrong. I know Justin Kreitzer might say, <laughs> "Well, no, he's an Auburn guy. That's how they roll." But like, you know, like I I personally think that you know, 
you should have just kept him in, have some sort of spark come up. But I mean, it is also 24-3. And it was just the defensive battle. So for the Rams. And the other thing is this game is in Miami. And historically, the Bill Belichick era, if there was one place that they always struggle at, it was down in Miami. Tom Brady actually has a losing record in the city of Miami. Yeah. I think I remember and... seeing that stat too. Because that was when they mm-hmm. brought Wildcat out for the first time in years down in Miami. Yeah, that, now Patriots granted that was the year that Brady tore his ACL, but yeah, I remember they beat them like 34 to 14, I believe it was. And and sure enough, yeah, 2008, the year that yeah, they did win game. AFC East. And I've never been a firm believer in moral victories, but. Dude, the fight that the Dolphins put up against the Kansas City Chiefs was absolutely remarkable this past Sunday. Yeah. That was and extraordinary. This is a team that yeah. I think even if they don't make the playoffs, God, do they have such a bright future ahead of them with Tua. And obviously tons and tons of draft picks as well going into next year. They have Houston's first-round pick, which is probably going to be somewhere easily in the top ten. And... <clears throat> I can't, like I said, I mean, you got Xavier Howard, in my opinion, one of the more underrated defensive backs. I mean, look at how, look at how they picked off Patrick Mahomes three times on Sunday, three times. Eric Rowe. Yeah. Eric Rowe, who they got from the Patriots. Crazy. Byron Jones, who they got from the Cowboys. I know Josh was pissed about that. You know, everyone's talking about their offense. Their <laughs> offense has looked great. But think about it for a second. They were without their top three running backs. Matt Breda was – yeah, Matt Breda was out. They had DeAndre Washington started, starting for them. They were out with so many players. Gasecki had probably the game of his life with two touchdowns. He got hurt. And – Miles – yeah, Miles Gaskin. He was playing – Miles Gaskin? Now that I think of it, man. And defensively, that's... I feel like it's it's a very, very underrated unit that they have as well. Shaq Lawson, that's an, another one. AFC East from, they got from the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, Jason Sanders, their kicker. I mean, this is, like I said, this is a very, very promising team, to say the least. And I I definitely have to go with Miami on Sunday. So, this is the the one intangible that I always go with when it comes to preparing for a game. You just got blown out the week before. You have sort of some extra time off by working on a Thursday and then coming back on a Sunday. I think Bill Belichick is going to get his thinking cap on, and he's playing against a rookie, and he, you know how well he does against rookies. I think that this this game is going to look almost similar to the Chargers game that they had, but not yeah. as crazy scoring for New England. I think you're going to see New England come out here. I think you're going to see Cam Newton outrun Tua, um, I think you're going to see uh, Tua is going to get probably maybe a little confused with the defenses um, from New England's defense. I think you're going to see uh, Gilmore have probably one of the best games of his career. Um, I, I think you're going to – and I, don't forget, too, Mike Isicki was, I think, what, the leading receiver – I could be wrong, He's leading hurt. receiver next to Devontae Parker on that team. Um, he's hurt. He's a big part of their offense. Um, and I know I think they have, what, Shaheen um, on their team as well. He's been, you know, pretty good catching the ball. But 
I mean, Gazicki is just playing out of his mind right now. Um, Devontae Parker, I think, like I said, I, I don't think they're going to get stuff rolling. And I think, I think you're going to see the Patriots roll away with this one and try to keep some sort of maybe play hope, playoff hopes alive. I mean, that there's a lot of stuff has, has to go in their favor, but I mean, I think you're going to see double B. Uh, I think you're going to see him come out and he's going to, He's going to piss this guy off, too, uh, and Coach it's going to be Subway. I think the Patriots that's are going to win this Bayless game. likes to say. And that's a good point, like you <laughs> talked about, buddy, that 21-5 and record against rookie quarterbacks because, you know, division game, they did play Miami week one, but it was Fitzmagic that was under center for the Dolphins. And who knows, man? You can't predict injuries, but who knows? Tua might. Yeah. Hurt is uh, he think he's got a hurt thumb still? Who knows? They they might target that. They might pull a scummy move where they try to injure to or or what have you. Fitz comes in, he might light it up. He might throw a bunch of picks. You you never know. It's just it's so unpredictable in the National Football League. But I'm gonna stick with the Patriots, man. I I don't think they win by a small amount. I don't think they blow them out. But I think it's gonna wow. be a, a plus two <clears throat> score type of game. In Miami. Wow, that's – In Miami. I mean, they did blow them out 43 nothing down there last year, but that was when it seemed like they were tanking for Tua. Yeah. Now, yeah, Skip Bayless, I, <laughs> I have to ask you this. You know, everyone has been given their picks for Coach of the Year up until they got their first loss of the season. I know a lot of people were leaning towards Mike Tomlin, but Skip Bayless said the one person that should be considered for Coach of the Year is Brian Flores. Yeah, of course. I think it's Adam Gaze. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Now, um, coach of the year, man. Who who do I think should be coach of the year? If there's any coach out there right now that I think should be getting coach of the year, it's Mike Tomlin. (laughs) And I want to throw up just saying that, but like, what a what a I don't want to say a turnaround because I mean the Steelers didn't play bad last year, but they didn't play. Their defense literally kept them alive for anything that they were going to be a part of last year. But it's Mike Tomlin bringing that team back, Big Ben back, uh, healthy, uh, Chase Claypool, like all these guys on that offense just absolutely doing work. The running game is so crazy how it's regressed this year, Um, but it's due to injury. Um, James Conner, he was doing good in the beginning of the year, and then it kind of fell off in my opinion. Um, because of injuries, but Mike Tomlin breaking a a record of what going eleven and zero for the first the time, only time in Pittsburgh yeah. history. Am I right? The only time. So I mean, Mike Tomlin as, <laughs> yeah, as much bullshit as you gave the man <laughs> and every other Steelers fan of Northeastern PA. Uh, it I I if I if you don't give it to him. The very, very close yes, second in my without opinion a doubt. would be Ron And Rivera. Ron Rivera has changed the culture in Washington. Not only that, battled cancer this year and beat it too. It, it absolutely. And that's the that thing too? with Mike Tomlin is they went eight and eight last year with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges as their quarterbacks and still had a shot at a wild card the last week of the season. So you factor in that, you factor in Ben coming back, you factor in COVID-19, obviously, it's thrown a curveball for, for a lot of people. But, I mean, for the Steelers, they're, they're, they had to take their bye week, four weeks in. 
you know, with the Tennessee Titans. Then, of course, the whole fiasco against the Baltimore Ravens. And then your game being moved from Thanksgiving to Sunday to Tuesday to Wednesday. And then, in effect, a domino effect, your game against Washington getting moved to Monday night. You only have four days to prepare for them while they have ten. I, I think Mike Tomlin, is, it's certainly he's certainly worthy of winning coach of the year. And the, the amazing thing is, Johnny, when you think of it, three Super Bowl winning head coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. Trivia question for you. Who is – Oh, boy, hold on. Is this All stump right, Jake who time? Who is the only <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers head coach to win coach of the year? Coach of the year. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Cower. His first season, 1992. What year did he win it? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I know that. Man. You would swear hey, I'm a Steelers I mean, it fan. It's 2020. <laughs> Never. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's 2020. It's a new year, new me. Uh, no, I, yeah, I mean, Bill Cower. I mean, he was just – I grew up watching two things every Sunday. NASCAR, under my will, but I'm happy I watched it because it was exciting, um, and football. And I always yeah. had mm-hmm. to watch the Steelers. It was either yeah. that or the Eagles because there was no ticket back then, but – I, uh, I, I always, I always love Bill Cower. He just seems like he's, he's a coach. When you look at Bill Cower, you don't think of anything else besides football coach. Even if you knew nothing about football, you would say, mm-hmm. you know what, this guy, look at that chin. Uh, like, you look at these balding. This guy's yeah. definitely a coach. <laughs> the spit. He looks like Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter minus two hundred pounds. Like he's just a coach, and he's like a guy that if I was. So if I was to play football for any football team, whether it be pro or semi-pro or backyard football, yes. I'd be like, if we have a coach, I want Bill Cowher to be my coach. I would love if he came out of retirement and coached <laughs> the Vikings that's, that's and Zimmer went somewhere else. Yeah. But, like, never. But, uh, like, it's Bill Cowher. He was always someone I watched every Sunday uh, and Andy Reid. Uh, I watched them every Sunday, and I always thought, you know, Bill Cowher always seemed like a great coach. And it's just – it's crazy to think that yeah. over our years being on this earth, Jake, he's oh, pretty yeah. much been the coach to see every weekend. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's – Bill Cowher's good. He seems like a really Absolutely. good coach. And probably a guy you'd want to sit down and have a beer coach, with. Him. Obviously. And I, I didn't for one second believe those Jets rumors. I mean, you've been out of coaching for – It'll be 14 years at the end of the month, and so much has changed since then. I, I you know, I, he loves his TV work with CBS. He's he's not going to coach again. Yeah. No way. Oh, I know. He's the I voice of CBS Phil now. Sims, my opinion. Boomer Sison and Nate Burleson, they drive me nuts. <laughs> but <laughs> now this this one's going to be really hard to pick. The eight and five Baltimore Ravens hosting the one and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Oh, oh man, <laughs> I know you're gonna oh. pick the Jags here, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think we need to talk too much about this. But watch, watch, Jake. This will be the game that Jacksonville just <laughs> scores 28 points out of nowhere. James Robinson goes off for three touchdowns and 200 yards. Um, I 
the Ravens, they're they're playing hungry right now. It's, uh, their defense, but it's I don't not. Know, man, their defense the isn't bad. Ravens defense, but exactly. So I'm still going Baltimore. I think Lamar has uh, a, an okay game. Uh, you would think that he's going to have a fantastic game, but I think he's just going to have a good enough game. I think you're going to see J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I don't. I, Mark Ingram. I don't even know what he's doing nowadays because he's literally been yeah, just phasing him out. Just there on the offense. He hasn't. They're phasing him out real bad. Um, but I think you're going to see J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards have fantastic games. Uh, I think their defense uh, has probably a touchdown too. Uh, Gardner's in now. Um, the Mustache Man, the Mustache Mountain, and uh, I, I like Gardner, man. But he's. <sighs> They Thank hyped you. him up I've too been much. Saying that for a year, the beginning. Of the year. I like him though. Don't get me wrong, and I I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's not great. He's good, um, but I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. And I think if they don't stay in the game with the running game, because I mean Baltimore hasn't been that good against the run this year, so uh, I think you're going to see. I think Baltimore is going to definitely win this. They're going to stifle that offense. And <laughs> man, I hope I'm right. <laughs> but because uh, yeah. I'm playing against James Robinson this week too, so it's. Uh, but I I think Robinson will have a good game, and I think you're going to see uh, Keelan Cole. I think he's probably going to snag a touchdown. Maybe uh, that's just you know wishful thinking, but. Uh, yeah, man, I think Baltimore, I, I think he runs away totally with this agree. game as well. And, man, I mean, the game of the year, Monday night, I, I still can't get over that. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Oh, it was I mean, so these, good. These are two teams I can't stand, <laughs> you know. Dude, I'm literally washing dishes in my house. I can hear it on the TV, and I can hear them saying, Lamar Jackson's coming back in the game. And I started humming the Superman yeah. theme, and then they say it's like Superman's coming back into the game. I was like, "All right, I'll turn <laughs> yeah. the TV off. The government's listening to me now." But it was—it's nuts. Like I was yeah. humming what they were saying, and it was just crazy. But yeah, man, Lamar Jackson. I, I, I still think he's trying to doubt everybody. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson's a really, really good player. He's—he's uh, he's very dependable on his legs and running, but. Um, if you put him up against Mahomes, he's, Mahomes just, just so damn yeah. good. He's just too good. <laughs> yeah, and talking about he's James Robinson and my fantasy season coming to an end, he get he had a touchdown against the Titans on Sunday. That got called back for holding. He had a, a big, big catch that probably resulted in 50, 60 yards. That got back for holding. To, dude, I've never – the last couple of weeks, think of it, the Jags – I. The Jags are one and twelve, but I was watching them just because of James Robinson. It seemed like every time he would get a touchdown or have a big run, they, they'd get called back for holding. <laughs> yeah, undrafted, undrafted. This man is team. just turning heads. It's he's playing out of his mind on a horrible team, and who would have thought that when you play fantasy football, obviously, and you would think to yourself years ago. Damn, we're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I should not start this guy. And it's like in a matter of a year or two, it's like, all right, pick everyone who's playing the Jags this year. Play everyone that's playing the Jets. Put them in. DraftKings, $100 bet. 
they're winning this game. Like it's just it's crazy how these how a team like that could be on cloud nine and go to the playoffs and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs and still like that way. I hold on. I'm correct me they if swept I'm wrong. Them that year. But they, they, they blew beat them the Steelers, out right? Week five. Ben had I, five okay. interceptions. I remember was threatening that. to retire. Okay. Yeah, and then they beat I thought, them in the I playoffs, thought I was dreaming. 45-42. And then on top of that, you you have a lead in the AFC Championship against the New England Patriots. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching. I remember every every uh, uh, sofa coach or, or, or armchair coach at home on social media saying, oh, the refs gave him this game. The refs gave him this game. No. And I'm thinking to myself, they really did, though. Like it's just it's it's obviously but us us as fans we really we could see something on TV and say okay that's that's holding that's holding but they never call it it's all about what the refs see and could the refs be paid off nah. I just think it really depends on what they see but I mean Tom Brady no. isn't getting the calls he's exactly, getting this year dude. as he did in yeah even even the Kansas City game it seemed like Mahomes was getting all those phantom rough in the passer calls that that Brady always used to get. Exactly. That's that's he what is the new Brady been man for months he now. New Brady. He's the one getting all the calls now. Mm-hmm. The face of the NFL. So speaking He's of Tom face. Brady, his Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight and five. They're going up against the four and nine Atlanta Falcons. And if they win this weekend and certain things play out for the first time since two thousand and seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be heading to the playoffs. Yeah. That'll make Jeff Amos happy. All right. I know. Man, I got <laughs> Shout a out to Jeff. Now that I think of it. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Right. I'm, sen- I'm sending them an invite yeah. right now to join. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, man. I mean, that game, it, it, believe it or not, and, and it's just it's just so funny how – and I'm always going to revert back to fantasy when I'm talking players, but I have Ryan Suck up in my team. I just got an update, a message a couple days ago that he has been placed on the injured reserve COVID list because him, Bradley Pinion, and the long snapper were in contact or possibly potentially have COVID-19. And it just seems to be it's like the never-ending, like, come on. Like, something's got to give here. Like, he's the number four kicker in the league right now. Um, And he... He's out. He's potentially he could play, but that's another thing too. Ronald Jones. Who would have thought of how well he played? He might be out for the game too. Yeah. He just had surgery on his pinky finger. He got a pin put in, and it's gonna be the Leonard Fournette show. Maybe I don't know, or Kayshawn Vaughn. It's gonna be something to see that they picked up Leonard Fournette on this team. That pissed Ronnie Jones off to the point where he's just playing absolutely fantastic football right now. Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons. Exactly. You don't know what Falcons team's going to show up. It's in Atlanta. Are are they playing in Tampa? Oof. Damn, they're not good against Atlanta at home. Regardless, I know they didn't have Tom Brady on their team, but still. If I'm a betting man, I'm going to go with what I know. I think Tampa Bay wins that game. Uh, do I think it's going to be close? I agree. I'm going to go out on a limb because and say they it's have be a close performed game. so much better ever since Raheem Morris took over defensively as well. And 
from last right. I heard, it sounds like Julio Jones is going to miss another weekend. That's see, that's that's another thing. If if Julio were to play, regardless of their updates on their defense in Tampa, Julio Jones just plays amazing. It's like Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, Julio against Tampa Bay. He just absolutely crushes them every time they play, regardless of what playmakers they have on Tampa's off our defense. I uh, Calvin Ridley, he's like Julio Jones Jr. He's actually outplaying him this year. Um, you get him going, Russell Gage, uh, Todd Gurley. I don't know what happened to him, um, but I mean, he's also. I feel like he's playing scared right now because of his knee. I don't blame him. Um, but if you're going to compare and contrast the teams, offenses, defense, and special teams, I think it's going to be a close game. But I think Tampa I agree, Bay, Tampa pulls Bay Buccaneers. It is. What do you say? They've got some underrated playmakers on on defensively on the side of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antoine Winfield Jr. for being a rookie. Yeah. What a man! I was yeah, his, hoping Minnesota would play, draft play him. for the Vikes at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he did. Antoine Winfield Sr. Uh, He was uh, a fantastic corner. He wasn't a shutdown corner, but he was a very, very, very good player. But he made plays when he had Devontae David, of course, Nadamaking Sue. We can't forget about him. (laughs) But dirtbag indeed. Dirtbag. The original. But that's the original Vontez. That's what you need, though. (laughs) Oh, my. So right. you were talking exactly, about the dude. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I know. Wait, hold the on. You need to finish that up Tennessee Titans. Woo! <laughs> They're hosting the five. There you go. Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford. It sounded like he is doubtful for Sunday. Yeah. He's doubtful, and you know why he's doubtful. <laughs> he was on mine he's on my too. Goddamn fantasy team. I, I had, I had a trade go through where I got him, and he was starting. Yeah. And then every time I put him in the start, he would get hurt. So I had to drop him this week and put him on my bench. And I picked up uh, Hurts, a boomer nice. sooner, Jalen Hurts, and I'm hoping something happens. But uh, Chase Daniel, we can't discredit that man because he's 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 a good quarterback too. Um, but if we're talking about the team with the edge right now, healthy wise, uh, or I'm sorry, health wise, absolutely, I, buddy. The Tennessee Titans absolutely. are going to win that game. The Tennessee, and I, and I hate to say that only because I have BDH on my team, but he, uh, there that team is playing once again good football. I think after getting absolutely manhandled. Um, who, who they play against? Absolutely, my mind's I'm shooting the a Thursday right night now. game against the Colts. Um, they they got hammered thirty four to seventeen. They got shut out in the second half, and then oh, the Browns game. There was another game to too. Dude. Yes, yes, that game. I think that game's still playing in their mind. Like guys, like we gotta get our we gotta get our shit together here. We need to play good football, and I think they're doing just that. I think Derrick Henry also wants to get that rushing record. Um, and I think they're going to be playing him because he's just absolutely playing good football right now as well. You can't discredit A.J. Brown, too. He's playing really good. It's so funny. He tweeted a little bit ago that yeah, A.J. Brown that. is A.J. Brown. 
And T.O. reached out to me. He's yeah. like, man, that's what I love to see. T.O. Yeah. is T.O. And he had the popcorn emoji. Like, A.J. Brown is a fantastic football player. Uh, I'm not sure if Ferkser is still going to be Johnny playing Smith tight end. Back. Or if um, – Yeah. He, I mean, Johnny he only had Smith, two receptions he back? Jags, but – Exactly. They didn't yeah. really need to do much, much of anything there. But if – if Detroit focuses on stopping the running game and they become successful, it's going to be really hard to stop those wide say, receivers. Don't forget about Corey and Davis, he's, too. He's been playing inspired ever since his brother passed so, away. Yes, agreed. So, needless to say, uh, Tennessee, not only do they have the hot hand right now, if Matt Stafford was in this game, I would say it would be a close contest, and I would pick the Lions to pick by a field goal, but Chase Daniel no. isn't Matt Stafford. And and if this were two healthy teams going against each other, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, very underrated uh, Hawkinson. We can't forget about TJ Hawkinson. He very underrated playing fantastic football right now. Uh if they had all their people on their team playing right now, like Tennessee has, I would say Detroit, but oh, right sure. now it's Shout out to you, Sean. Because, I mean, after all, Johnny, this is (laughs) Derrick Henry's season. When you think of it, it's usually December when he performs at his best. And, I mean, oh, for sure. (laughs) I'm okay with that. And I'll tell you, Kevin Byer (laughs) on the defensive side for the Tennessee Titans, you want to talk about underrated, especially someone that was undrafted. You know, I, I just – I don't know. I just have a feeling right. like he's going to have a big day on Sunday, especially if it's going to be Chase Daniel under center. and Hopefully, Steven Gostowski. I mean, hopefully – knock on wood. You know, hopefully he doesn't have one of those games where he misses, like, a 35-yard field goal like he was doing earlier in the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. So – but if, if you're a betting man, you probably would have to go with the Titans for this game. Not by a large margin, but they're still definitely going Agreed, to buddy. put a hurt. Now, we're going to so. keep it here in the AFC South. And the last of the 1 o'clock games, the 9-4 and four Indianapolis Colts. They're hosting the 4-9 and nine Houston Texans. Johnny, here's, here's an interesting question for you. The Houston Texans, this has been a season, disappointing season for that matter. You fired Bill O'Brien four weeks in. And Deshaun Watson was injured last Sunday against the Chicago Bears. And Romeo Cornell, interim head coach, he wants to keep Deshaun Watson in for the rest of the season, and especially with a horrible offensive line. I'm sorry, but I I don't see the point in keeping him in when your playoff hopes are finished. Yeah. Agreed. I 100% agree with you there, but I don't know – what they're trying to prove by keeping him in besides yeah. I guess viewership. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't have Deshaun Watson on that team, they yes. they easily become the jets to watch. Not, not saying that they are the New York jets, but when you lose a playmaker like Deshaun Watson on your team, kind of like that, I take that yes. back, not the jets, Dallas Cowboys. When you lose Dak Prescott, and he's the pretty much the face of your team, and he controls if you guys are going to do well this year or do horrible. I mean, who's AJ McCarron, who's the Houston Texans backup quarterback? Yeah. All right. So enough said. 
Um, so Deshaun Watson, I mean, if you take him out, it's it's no contest. Whoever they're playing, they're going to absolutely smoke him. J.J. Watt or not, J.J. Watt's healthy for once. Uh, and he, I haven't really seen anything besides that. I think what he had an interception for a touchdown. That's yeah, that like that's that was it. And they played fantastic that game. But once again, healthy Deshaun Watson. Uh, Brandon Cooks was still there. Uh, Will Fuller was still there. Um, now he's gone. I mean, Will Fuller had an absolutely fantastic season this year. But I mean, and it's just another thing that you get, goes to show when you lose one playmaker, it's all about your bench. If your bench has, a, if you have a solid, solid depth within your team, you're going to go, you're going to go far uh, regardless. But I think, yeah, I, I don't see Houston yeah. winning that game, dude. And I really talk don't. about quarterback situations for first off, number one, Deshaun Watson in 2017, I picked him up off the waivers because I mean he was he was on fire his rookie season and he tore his ACL in practice and from that point on Houston looked like the New York Jets they really did they couldn't get anything going whatsoever now with the Indianapolis Colts Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett they're on contracts that expire at the end of the year here's a little interesting nugget for you on Monday there was a rumor going around one of the teams interested in Carson Wentz for next year is the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. I am so happy, brother, that you had said that. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about this all week. I think you, you, you pick him up. It's, it's, you'd be stupid not to because Carson Wentz, regardless of <laughs> – Big Dick Nick Foles, if he took your team to the Super Bowl, the reason why the Eagles were in that spot was because of Carson Wentz when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and won it. I don't, I don't want to talk about who they beat in the championship game, but uh, Carson Wentz and Frank Reich together is magic. And Carson Wentz with a healthy offensive line that Indianapolis has and their wide receivers <laughs> – and the running game? Oh, God. If you're a Colts fan, you would be salivating wanting to get Carson Wentz. And people need to forget about what he has done this year. Regardless of being with no one right now on his team. I mean, I'll show Jeffrey's back. Um, Miles Sanders is healthy again. Uh, the offensive line is not what it used to be. But, like, he was still making plays even when it was looking bad for him. But can you imagine Carson Wentz with a healthy O-line running game with Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, uh, and you got – I mean, their tight ends are iffy uh, depending on who's healthy to play. Um, they can pick up someone in the draft that's good. Um, you got Michael Pittman. You got T.Y. Hilton who's came out of nowhere in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Zach Pascal is a really good wide receiver. Like you have a solid team there, and uh, needless to say, a defense – who is the number one defense in the league right now next to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like it is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And there's an article earlier today on 94 WIP. There has been talk about built up animosity between Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. And in this article, Dan Orlovsky was talking about teams that could possibly make a run at him for next year. And when they talk about the Indianapolis Colts, they said it's not so much, 
player-coach relationship, but him and Frank Reich, they have had a strong, strong friendship, even even after he left for Indianapolis. Right, and that's, that's, that's a lot of the times why some quarterbacks are good uh, with, you know, with teams that are horrible or if they're doing bad on great teams. It all comes down to their relationship with their coach. And personally, I think if you have someone who is that yeah. good, like, for example, Big Ben and Tomlin, two guys that they have to love each other because you put another coach in that system. Do you think Big Ben still produces? Yeah, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But you have that coach-quarterback relationship that's that good and that strong, like Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, John Harbaugh. Uh, Lamar Jackson and um, John Harbaugh. Like it's you, you have to have that bond, and it's really any team. Kirk Cousins and Mike and uh, Mike Zimmer don't have that relationship. Uh, I'm not sure if two and Mike Flores have that relationship, but I mean, when you got that coach you're looking up to that is there has your back no matter what. Oh yeah. I feel like he's lost that with Peterson. So it's 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 the Hurts show now. It's the Hurts business. So, you know, it you go in, make some plays, and next thing you know, they've totally forget about you. So I think Indianapolis would be silly not to get Carson Wentz on their team. If they get him and Rivers goes back to the Chargers and retires or decides <laughs> yeah. he's gonna go play for like, I don't know, the Jaguars or something, like it's it's no contest, man. I think that the Colts become a stronger uh, team in that division more than they already are, um, you know, next to the Titans. But I, I think you have Carson Sometimes Wentz on that team. They're going to do start. really good. And here's the other thing about this article that I have up right now. And Dan Orlovsky listed – here's the top four places that he listed for Carson Wentz. Obviously, Indianapolis is the clear-cut number one. Some of the other ones – San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions, and get ready for this, Johnny. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oof. Because him Crazy, and Ben Roethlisberger dude. have the same agent, Lee Steinberg. Yeah. Oh, man. What you do know, you I think about like, that? I feel like a fresh start could definitely – reignite his confidence and like you said johnny he had a huge part in that 2017 team i mean they were i think 11 and 1 when he tore his acl or actually 11 and 2 it was excuse me and in Mm -hmm. my opinion if if i had a vote for mvp that year i would i would have given it to carson once then the thing is they are 11 and 3 under doug peterson when once is out you know so i no that's, I mean, that's like not said, a good look you know, either. Falls in. Sure enough, he was there when they won the Super Bowl. And then the next year when Wentz hurt his back against the Cowboys, you know, Nick Falls runs the table the rest of the regular season, gets them in, and was one Alshon Jeffrey drop away from possibly going to the NFC Championship two years in a row. Is that – yeah, it is. I it's think crazy when you is, think of it. Is over. The whole thing with Ben Roethlisberger, it all comes down to whether or not he's going to come back next year. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But So, yeah, I'm going to go with Indianapolis, and I don't know where Phillip Rivers could play next year if, if they decide to move on from him and get Carson Wentz. I just don't I, – I can't really think of anywhere because you know the Jets are going to take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the, yeah, the Jags, I mean, I don't, I don't see them moving on from Gardner Minshew. This is only his second year. 
I honestly don't know of a landing spot for, for Philip Rivers if this ends up happening. Well, then again, dude, when you think about yeah. it, too, they may Jacksonville may pick him up, uh, Philip Rivers, and Gardner sits behind him, just like how they That's just did point. that with Nick Foles and Mr. Trubisky this year, just to try to get something light, you know, light a fire under his ass and see what they could get going there. But, I mean, I, I, I agree. So, I speaking think of Carson that Wentz, game. his Philadelphia Eagles, they're 4-8-1, and one, and they travel to Arizona, who's 7-6. and six. I think this game is going to be – everyone's going to think that it's going to be the highest-scoring game of the year. I think the total opposite of that. I think it's going to be a, a, a modest 17-10 to 10 type of game. I think they're both – both defenses are going to focus on the quarterback trying to run with the ball. And, man, mm-hmm. do I hope I'm wrong. But usually when, I, I hope, when I'm hopeful for uh, – uh, quarterbacks to run with the ball and make plays and play action, this, that, the other thing, it's usually the total opposite. So I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I think Arizona comes out with a victory here. Granted, uh, Philadelphia, they could still win their division, Um, but it's, they could still, they still have to have to fight for Jalen hurts came in hundred yards plus on the, on the ground. Uh, I think he threw for what? 120 yards. Um, they 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 absolutely just blanked the uh, the the Saints like when I mean blanked no. like they just no one thought that they were going to win that game. Um, so they they definitely confused the Saints that game and came out with a victory, which you know good for them. But I mean, I think this is going to be a, a seventeen to ten type of game, and I think uh, Kyler Murray and the the Cardinals go out or they uh, come out with the victory. Man, what a what a game though! Two quarterbacks, I was just gonna say, former Boomer Oklahoma sooner. products, <laughs> Boomer effing sooner, well, bro. You know, every every weekend there's always one random or wild pick out of the blue, and you might be going with Arizona, but I don't know. I'm I have this gut feeling, man. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. All right, <laughs> well, there you go. One for the home team, teams, huh? <laughs> Right. But uh, no, I mean, that's it could potentially happen. That's another one of those games where if you're betting and you're picking a team right now, I'm not sure what the spread is on yeah. it, but this is I mean, one game yeah, to stay away from. I'm logging on to Pro Football Talk right now. They usually have the line for, for every single game. And it says, wow, six and a half, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and how, look about, at that. how about the, the whole spread <laughs> situation last Monday night, the last play of the game? <laughs> oh, dude, can you imagine? Oh, man. <laughs> just that, that safety immediately just my to dad kick you right out of it. What was uh, the line? Bookie. <laughs> 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 yeah, shit, my dad says it. Shit, your dad yeah. says. You know, I, like I said, Jason Boone, he's, he's a great friend of mine, diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. And he said, it just seems like, it just seems like the Eagles are mo- more, yeah, tongue tied here, more motivated and play more efficient when Carson Wentz isn't under center. And I mean, granted it's one game, but it's, it's a game against one of the very best in your conference. 
And not only Jalen Hurts, but they finally they finally found a way to utilize Miles Sanders as well. He had 115 yards and two touchdowns. <clears throat> yeah, playing out of his mind that game. It was anyone who had them on who had Miles Sanders on their fantasy yeah. team probably very happy they started him that week because he was doing nothing before then. So, hey man, who knows? This might be the spark Philadelphia needs. And I mean, who knows? They might win out. Win the uh, the you know their division. Yeah. They may go to the Super Bowl. You never thing, know. Dude. It's twenty twenty. Yeah, like I mean, they it, were never projected a couple of weeks ago. I saw a thing on ESPN. They were projected to win their division at six nine and one. <laughs> six nine and one, and it was funny. Like me, wow. Jason Boone, Eric Cotts, we have like our own little group text. And a couple of weeks ago, Cotts said in there, he said, "How crazy would it be?" If the Eagles go four eleven and one and win that division and then make it all the way to the Super Bowl, he said. I mean, he's a Dolphins fan, but he said one can dream. <laughs> but right, yeah. I mean, you never know, man. It's yeah. it's crazy. I mean, look Crazier at look at the Seahawks happen, knocking so. the Saints off the year after they won the Super Bowl. Look at Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. They were seven eight and one. They beat Bruce Arians as Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's like the old saying goes: any given Sunday. And, yeah, talking about fantasy and talking about Miles Sanders and everything, I think it was Kira Wytroski. She said, yeah, go figure the one weekend I bench Miles Sanders. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. Off. So yeah. Now, the Los Angeles Rams, they're 9-4. and four. The New York Jets, they're 0-13. Yeah, let's go with it. Hey, Let's go had, with the Jets. Dude, they had a 3 <laughs> lead on the Seahawks in the first quarter. <laughs> Stop the count. They got to win a Stop game this count. year, man. <laughs> Stop, the, <laughs> Stop the damn match. Uh, no, but, like, it, something's got to give. And no. I, I don't think this is the week the Jets win. <laughs> it's It's – yeah, if you're a bet man, you're not betting with the Jets. Even if their spread's plus 20. Uh, plus 17. Last I, they're, yeah, they're not winning this week. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Now, the thing yeah, with the no. Rams is I've, I've seen the emergence of Cam Akers. Finally. Finally, dude. You know, right. I look at that. I mean, 171 yards against the Patriots. The one thing, and I hear this all the time, all the NFL shows that, that I, I watch and listen to, I just wonder about Jared Goff. I just can't trust him, dude. You can't trust Jared Goff in moderate situations because when you expect a lot out of the man or to play against a team equally as good as their team, he underperforms. He plays against horrible teams. He'll have an okay game, but when he's playing against fantastic teams, yeah. he shows up to play, and it's crazy. I think it was the week that they played against the uh, – I think it was the Seahawks that he didn't have a really bad yeah. game. If anything, I think he had a really good game. But like last week against the Patriots, it's the Patriots. You're playing against Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and to do what he did, granted, was pretty much all Cam, uh, Cam Akers that did everything that game. 171. He ran for like 200 yards, I think. Yeah. Well, close enough, but uh, yeah, I think he had a, a couple, a couple good catches too. But like, you get that running game going yeah. in, in uh, St. Louis or not St. Louis, <laughs> in in 
Throwback uh, in L.A., I mean, dude, it's – you have a solid running game for Los Angeles, Jared Goff's going to go off. So if they could keep that going with Cam Akers or even Malcolm Brown or, hell, I'll even throw Daryl Henderson, Henderson in there, it's – he's going it, to – it's going to be Cooper Higby. Cup. It's going to be Robert Woods. It's going to be Cooper Cup. It's – they're gonna get open. It's that's gonna be a bloodbath. Aaron Donald, it's legit, gonna be a bloodbath. Michael dude. Brockers. Oh my no. god, dude! This this has Solid this basically has Southern Columbia Nanticoke written all over it, dude. Like, right? Yeah. Or hell, even throw Berwick in there. Berwick plays Nanticoke like that. I'm talking like the early 2000s Berwick. Like when you would drive down to the Bloomsburg oh, yeah. Ferry, you would see go dogs everywhere on your way down. So, it's wow. So the Jets, what what this a, is their what a longest team. losing streak in team history, and they've had a lot of losing streaks over these last sixty years. It's dude. I saw a graphic. Rich Eisen, who's a Jets fan, Rich Eisen posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago. Everyone talks about the nineteen ninety six Jets with with Rich Kotite. You know, like how awful they were when they went one and fifteen. Believe it or not, the twenty twenty Jets are even worse. It, it is. It's sad, man. Because I feel so bad for Frank Gore because I know he yeah. says he doesn't want to retire if they don't win a game. But <laughs> yeah. Frank, you may be playing another hit, year, man. He might stick around long enough that he'll actually get to go up against his son one of these years. When you think of it, <laughs> that would be awesome. I like want to see that. that how cool another would that one be? was LeBron James. He sticks around long enough. He might be able to have a game against his son. Yeah. All right. So here, I would love so to see here that too. Father the versus son. Rich Kotite Jets after 12 games, 1 and 11. 211 points for 333 points allowed. 4,178 yards gained. 4,073 yards allowed. The Adam Gase. 2020 Jets after starting 0 and 12, 180 points for 353 points allowed, yards gain 3,322 yards allowed, 4,785. Yikes, indeed. And, Yikes. and it's like Kyle Williams said wow. a couple <laughs> days before that crazy game that the Raiders had against the Jets. He said, you could tell Adam Gase is just, he, he's, he's already preparing himself to be fired. And it's a shame for Sam Darnold, who I think has the talent and has the potential, but he's on the worst team in the league. Yeah. He is. And that's another thing, too, dude. That's why I'm thinking to myself, like, why? Oh, why? Would the Jets get rid of Sam Darnold? He is not a bad quarterback. Why would you pick up Trevor? Granted, he is the he is like Andrew Luck when you look at him and all the comparisons. He is like an Andrew Luck prospect in this draft where any team that needs a quarterback could bet the house and get him, and you're going to get your money back. But to get rid of Sam Darnold, I'll throw him in the back burner for right now to get Trevor – I just I don't know if that's if that's smart. I think you need to revamp that whole coaching staff. I think you need to get rid of your GM, and I think you need just to start over fresh and have Sam Darnold playing with you know playmakers. I mean, yeah. uh, Brashad Perryman's not a bad wide receiver. 
hell, at the end of last year, he almost – he was probably one of the main reasons why I won my fantasy championship because he was my flex, and he was going off with Tampa Bay. Um, but you have him, you have – Mims. Uh, I believe they have a bunch of young wide receivers there too. Mims. I mean, you have uh, Chris uh, he can Herndon. always stay healthy. Uh, he's not a bad tight end, but we haven't really – Exactly. We haven't seen a lot of him, but when he's out there and he's making plays, he's good. He's a big guy. But like their offensive line, it's just all what it comes down to. It's you don't have to have a, if you have a quarterback exactly. with a horrible offensive well, I mean, line. Even, it's even not the be Ben fun. Roethlisberger Super Bowl years, I remember two thousand eight, the game against the Eagles. He got sacked eight times. Yeah, it's nuts. And look what they did. They have, they have like one of the. I want to say they probably have one of the better offensive lines in the league, and it really shows. That's why everyone says Le'Veon Bell was only good because he was behind that offensive line. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I have to agree. Now, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, it's, it is weird seeing him in red. It really is. So his Kansas City Chiefs, they're 12-1. and one. They've clinched the AFC West for the fifth season in a row. I cannot wait for this game on Sunday. 425 CBS Romo and Nance 12 and 1 Kansas City Chiefs at the 10 and 3 New Orleans Saints. Yeah. A tough one. Super tough. Now, if Drew Brees was in this game, I I would I would want to say because of how Drew Brees is so good, even though he's getting up there, he is still very efficient um, behind, you know, in the pocket. And even when he tries to escape out of it, he's still really good. But you got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, he is he is uh, Lamar Jackson when it comes to just immediately looking to run first. Um, but you can't pick any other team besides the Chiefs for this one. I don't care. I don't care if the Saints just got blanked by the New York Jets and they're playing angry. You can't you can't bet against Pat Mahomes and this and this uh, Chiefs offense right now. They are just playing out of their mind and they're in New Orleans too. So it's I don't know, man. It, it's it's a tough one to pick, but it, yeah. it's the Chiefs written all over it. This was my and Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season. It was it was actually the Chiefs over the Saints. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> And you hear it all the time, It's but it's so mm-hmm. true. With the Kansas City Chiefs, if you want to beat them, first off, you have to win the time of possession. But, I mean, even, even, even then it doesn't even matter. But you right. have, it has to result in touchdowns, not field goals. Because that's the thing. You can have the ball for eight minutes, and Patrick Mahomes can have the ball for a minute 30 and, and score six right then and there. There's so much freaking power on on the Kansas City Chiefs, like you said, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he is the fastest, and I mean fastest wide receiver in the NFL. And of course, Travis Kelsey. I mean, talk about a freaking animal, <laughs> you know. In my opinion, the the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah. And you know, I want to real quick. I I forgot to mention this with the the Jets and the Rams. When I was talking to Kyle Williams the other night, you know who he said he thinks that the Jets should go after? Eric Bieniemy. Who's that? No. That's that's not bad. You know, my my buddy Pete was just saying that as well um, about uh, Atlanta picking them up, uh, picking him up. Yeah. And 
because he's a Falcons fan oh. and a guy, you got to feel sorry for him for that Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's yeah. That, and that's that the thing. Be, you know, and and Kyle said, like, it's pretty much inevitable that they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. But for Eric Bieniemy to finally get a chance to be a head coach and to, to groom Trevor Lawrence, he, he feels like that has some promise and potential if that were to happen. I, I, I got to go out on a bit of a limb here, not to get off on a tangent or anything, but my pick for the Houston Texans for their next head coach, Jim Harbaugh. It, it's either going to be that or the Chargers. You think? It sounds like Anthony Lynn. It sounds like his, his time is coming to an end. I think he would do really well in Houston, Anthony Lynn. I think if you see, yeah, I can see Jim Harbaugh. That's one of five teams that are interested in him, and obviously Detroit. Since you know, I think his time in Michigan that's pretty much finished, dude. No, hundred (laughs) percent. I don't think even. Sorry, I think at this point he's just ready, not just for twenty twenty to be over, but football especially between Dallas and, and Michigan. Oh my god. Right, and th- and then to top it all off, Brad has last. It's brutal, dude. Championship. <laughs> that honestly, that's got to hurt you too. That day when we were watching it, I said, "Dude, I would rather have have had him finish third instead of second. Honestly, it doesn't. It stings, but not quite as yeah. much as when you finish second. You have all those. Dale Earnhardt second place himself. does not Second's feel good. Just the first loser. <laughs> you know, well said. Well said. Did he say? Um, did he say dude. that while he was going into the oh wall? My God. Oh. All right, this has gone off the rails. But anyway, um, anyway, yeah. I mean, I got to go with the Chiefs on this. And my my question to you is: Oh yeah, absolutely. Two part question: A, do you think that Drew Brees will be the starter again? And B, do you think he retires? So to answer your first question, uh, yes, I do think he will play uh, at some point. Uh, I don't think Taysom Hill's going to take over this offense going into the playoffs. I think if – I know he is ahead of schedule right now from what I've read in practicing, but he's still feeling a lot of pain. I mean, obviously, dude, your, your, your body's pretty much broken in half. Um, that's nuts. Um, but, like, you uh, – He'll definitely be back because he's a tough guy. He'll be back uh, if if they keep losing games and potentially knocking themselves, which I don't think they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs. But if they, if yeah, if they want to get a bye week and they're really going to focus on that, I could see Peyton putting him in and just as a decoy. Um, even though I mean he's not 2009 Drew Brees, but he's. Drew Brees. So he's going to go in there and he's going to make some plays, but I think you're you're going to see him. He's going to pull Kirk Cousins and these guys rushing after him. He's going to try to throw it out or, you know, he's not going to he's not going to take a sack cuz he's still hurting, but um do I think he retires no. after this year? No. No. I think he plays for 2022. Yeah. Hell yeah, why not, man? You 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 keep beefing up that offensive line. Maybe you see what they could do to perhaps bring another quarterback in. Uh, and you know, if they're gonna go Taysom Hill for the future, I don't think it's a bad pick. Um, but I think if they're gonna look into maybe getting a, a good quarterback in the draft and groom him, yeah. kind of like how they're doing with Jordan Love down in Green Bay, which we haven't really heard much about him. Um, 
after the draft, but uh, I think they're going to try to groom somebody and just keep the business rolling, business as usual. No, certainly can't. I can't play forever. I still have a hard time believing that Tom Brady could play until he's 45. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just the GOAT, man. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone, oh, no, Joe Montana is. I mean, I think if you swap people out and you put Tom Brady back when he played, um, obviously it's two totally different offenses um, and two totally different times. But, I mean, Tom Brady just has a knack for football. Joe Montana does too, but, I mean, I think right now, given his success – and he's really – he's pulling a Joe Montana too when he went to the Chiefs, and he's now with the Bucks now uh, as Joe Montana went to the Chiefs and Tom Brady's with the Bucks. I mean, I think he's doing substantially uh, well than how Joe Montana did when he was with the Chiefs. So if you're going to compare and contrast there, I, I still go with Tom Brady yeah, probably being doubt, the buddy. best of all time. So <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, if we would have done this podcast – several years ago, probably I would say like maybe eight or nine years ago. You you know how I felt about Brady Belichick and the Pats back then. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. you love but, them you know, to Sean death. Sean he said it himself, <laughs> whether it's Belichick and Brady and, and now with Jimmy Johnson, I mean, when it's all said and done, you look back and you just can't help but admire what they accomplished. Yeah. Right. It's crazy, just greatness decades, for man. years upon years upon years, and then it's like, who's yeah. okay? Who's gonna step up now? Who's gonna? Is it? Is it Chase Elliott or is it <laughs> uh, Ricky Stenhouse? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, like, who's gonna step Tyler up Reddick? now? Is it, is it? Was it Tyler Reddick? Yeah, Tyler Am Reddick. I right? Am I? Is it Josh Reddick? I can't. Tyler Reddick. Like I thought so. Uh, like, is it going to be these guys? Like, who's going to be the next the guy to stop and to step up? And I mean, yeah, he just Denny Hamlin's be, only going to race for so long. Last month, uh, yeah. that's crazy, man. Like, you got um, oh, oh Kev, Kevin Harvick, too? Ryan Harvick. He's What's been that? in it. Right. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, Kevin Harvick. I mean, he yeah. did absolutely phenomenal last year, but like, it's. <laughs> You know, it's like who's going to step up next? Same thing with football, same thing with basketball, same thing with baseball. It's just who you got to groom your next stars. So, I mean, I think Tom Brady's going to go down as one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time when it's all said and done. But, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 tough. It's tough to think what's going to happen with Drew Brees going back to that topic. I don't think he retires. I think he plays for another two years. I know it was I believe on a one-year contract. I believe it's a one-year contract. And the thing is, Sean Payton was saying back in the summer, he said this is more than likely going to be his last season. But I'll tell you what, we, we all know how this goes. If they get to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, no doubt in my mind he walks away. True. But on the other on the other hand, if he goes to the Super Bowl or even the conference, or I'm sorry, the championship game, and he loses, exactly. you know he's You're, not you going You come out back on, even hungrier and you want more. And, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but that I can't help but think about Brett Favre, the amazing season he had with you guys at 40 years old. He sh- it's just it, – that's what Drew Brees needs to look at. 2009 NFC Championship game. When it's all said and done, had he not throw that across his across his shoulder, or I'm sorry, across his body, and get that amazing interception from New Orleans, uh, I think 
it would be a totally different game. We'd be talking about the 2009 oh, yeah. uh, Super Bowl champions, Minnesota Vikings. And <laughs> But uh, no. he he's not going to go out on a loss. He's going to come back. If he is out for the rest of the year and they say Drew Brees is not progressing as well as we thought he was, he's going to be injured or he's going to be put on the IR. Uh, you know, he may be able to return if we're in the playoffs or if we make it to the championship game. I, I think if he stays injured and does not I come agree, back, man. maybe I totally he's agree. Out. It's <clears throat> God. And, and real quick, that was the one thing I wanted so bad as someone as a Steelers fan that you, you admire other players and other teams for the longest time. I wanted a Peyton Manning and Brett Favre Super Bowl, and damn, wouldn't you know it? Peyton Manning made it to the Super Bowl that year. I was, I was within, right, yeah, within one game of getting my wish to come true. But yeah, and what a Super Bowl that was that too, though, starts. man. I mean, <laughs> I that that hurt. That Super Bowl hurt to watch because I knew my team should have been in yeah. there. But I'm just glad that Drew, it is regardless what it is. of whatever happens, that he'll be able to go out with, with a ring, at least one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. He deserves He's a fantastic football player. And, man, it's so hard to play against him, too. I personally, yeah. I, we've, me and you, we don't play football, but we put ourselves in their situation like – Damn, this guy's really good. I can only imagine how confusing and how frustrating it is to play against this guy. So, yeah. Shout out, I mean, shout out to him if he plays. But, I mean, uh, if he doesn't play, I think he's out. I think he retires. But if he comes back and plays and lights it up and just loses in the in the uh, championship game, it's over. He'll be back. Yeah, He'll be for back. sure. One more year. Now, Sunday Night Football, as we said, this is 2020. The nine and four Cleveland Browns at the five and eight New York Giants. Okay, so it's to see how Baker played last week or on uh, Monday night to see how he played against a good Baltimore team. As what what turned out to be a shootout and probably one of the greatest games we've seen all year. I think he does has a horrible game against the Giants this week. But but I think you're gonna see Nick Chubb rush for over two hundred yards. And I also think you're gonna see him maybe score a touchdown or two. But I think it's gonna come down to him and Kareem Hunt really bringing the Browns back into that game. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to oh, say nice. that the Giants win Man, the game. I would love to see that happen. Not because <laughs> – and I'm sorry, Larry Spencer, but I uh, I, I actually I, – I do like the Browns. And it's not more so because of Baker. It's because of such an <laughs> underdog <laughs> – no pun intended – underdog story that they've had, that they've been so bad for the last come out of years. And especially and what a year for them to do well in 2020 um, that it's they're they're playing outstanding football right now. Their defense isn't the absolute best, but they're not the absolute worst when they need to make plays. They make plays. But uh, it's it, uh, the Cleveland, the New York Giants are playing fantastic football right now defensively. Um, let's 
let's not look at the last game against Arizona, but before that, stopping an MVP in the running in Russell Wilson and having probably maybe one of his worst games of the year. Um, I think you're going to see, and it's this Correct. game is at New York. Am I right? So I, I always go with the home team, um, even though Arizona just played against them at home last week. I think I think the Giants roll out with this one. I think Donnie Jones uh, has a great game, um, or I'm sorry, Daniel Jones has a great game. Uh, I think you're going to see Golden Tate probably have one of his well, better was, games. Is he healthy? Well, I was he's just playing right. Say, he played last week. Daniel Jones. Last I checked, not only is it his hamstring, but his ankle as well. And there is some talk they might have to go back to Colt McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, can you imagine well, that against dude, his whole team? That, but this morning, Jason Garrett tested positive for COVID-19. So Freddie Kitchens is now going to be calling the plays for the New York Giants. Oof. Yeah. All right. I did not know those. Did not know <laughs> those things you just said there, buddy. Uh, yeah. Oh, that changes a lot, really, when you think about it. So yeah. I think I'm going to take back my answer here. And I think I'm going to go the Browns. I think with everything all said and done, especially coming off that loss, Kevin Stefanski. I was just going to say, 13 years in Minnesota this year. Yep, that's that's my guy, and I was hoping he would stay, but he didn't. I mean, he just played so well. He did really good with calm plays. So I mean, good for him. He's making a name for himself down in Cleveland, and and yeah, now that now that you're saying that, going back to just losing a game that you should have won the week before. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the Baker Mayfield show, but I think you're going to see now being, albeit that you said (laughs) that Freddie Kitchens is going to be calling plays. I I think you're going to see it's going to be more than likely. Probably I got to go with Cleveland on this one, regardless of whether it would have been Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, Daniel Jones. I I definitely am going with Cleveland. And like you said, man, that one, two punch with with Chubb and Hunt. Yeah. Still Darvis good. Finally Still to good. Zone after a pretty sluggish season, when you think of it. And, you know, Beckham being out, that's another thing, too. Yeah, man. I mean, Odell Beckham, he, was, he, was, he wasn't doing bad. But, I mean, he, uh, he was quiet through the beginning of the year. But, I mean, it just sucks to see good, talented players, regardless if you're talented or not, just seeing players go this down. Year. And get hurt. Um, yeah, this year it's the, the absolute worst with COVID nineteen and just injuries in general. It's just you got to feel for these guys, and especially the rehab that they have to go. And to the last game for Week fifteen, Monday Night Football, eight fifteen on ESPN. The eleven and two Pittsburgh Steelers at the two ten and one Cincinnati Bengals, or whatever is left of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Bengals. No. <laughs> uh man, it's it's just another one of those games. It's so lopsided and it's a divisional game too. Um it, it, you can't really just go straight out and say, Oh, the Steelers are gonna win. Because you don't know what Pittsburgh Steelers you're gonna get. You also don't know what Cincinnati Bengals you're gonna get. But what you do know about the Cincinnati Bengals is that yeah. their offense is completely depleted. And Pittsburgh's offense is roaring and ready to go. Uh, 
their defense is by far the best defense in the league next to Indianapolis. And so, man, yeah, Steelers. I, I God, I, yeah. I hate to say it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I, if I was a betting man, this is one of those games where depending on the over or the under, you're, you're going with, with Pittsburgh on this game. It's, it's in Cincinnati too, but I don't think that really – has anything to do with who you would pick. I think if they played uh, in Africa on, on a safari somewhere, I still think Pittsburgh still wins yeah, that for game. Sure. So. Excuse me, for sure, buddy. The thing is, Ben Roethlisberger, after the game Sunday night, we all know how badly the offense has struggled the last three weeks, you know, barely, and I mean barely beating what was left of the Baltimore Ravens, losing to – a good Washington team, I, I will say that, and then losing to a phenomenal team in Buffalo. And Ben Roethlisberger said after the game was over, he said, if I keep playing like this, he, he said, maybe I should just hang it up. And the offensive line is has not gotten anything going for the running game. Connor only had 18 yards. Samuels only had 15 yards. And just the, the drops more than anything, that's what bothers me. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. It's not Ben's fault. It's Eric Ebron. Every time I see him on the field, yeah. he's dropping. He's dropping a pass. I mean, who who else was it? James Deontay Washington who dropped Dents. a major pass last week. Deontay, that's who it was. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, James Washington was the one that actually caught the ball. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Deontay Johnson, such a fantastic football player. He's just not holding on to the ball. He looks like Nesson Aguilar out there. So, I mean, it's not Big Ben's fault. He's trying to do as much as he could to get, you know, the ball to them or get out of the pocket and make something happen. But it comes down to it. It's, it's you know, he throws the ball, they catch it. He's throwing it, from what I see, perfectly, unless it's getting tipped. But, I mean, you got to catch the ball, man. Throw it to Juju. Juju catches sure. balls. <laughs> Not in his face. Well, Juju, here's the one thing. So, Eric Ebron, after the game was over, they're they're interviewing Josh Allen on TV, and he walks up to him, and he's like, oh, hey, man, congratulations. Like, it didn't even seem to bother him one bit that, that they got their asses kicked. That's one thing. And then with Juju, he's a right. great guy. He's talented. But he's got to the, – the one thing, and I'm not trying to sound old school here or anything, but he's got to stop dancing on other teams' logos. He's he's got to. I mean, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Okay, boomer. But this, yeah. I mean, this team. No, I hear you. For even even when they were eleven and zero, man. Even when they were eleven and zero, you 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 couldn't help but wonder, like, oh, I mean, you know, you beat the Jags, you beat the Bengals, you beat the Broncos, whatever. But it's like I don't know. It was kind of like an an ugly eleven and zero. You know what I mean? And now. All your linebackers Agreed. that are out, Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, <clears throat> Alex Highsmith, who who took Bud Dupree's place, he was hurt. Robert Spillane, he's hurt. You know, and that's that's a major, major part of their success. And, of course, the secondary, how, how Josh Allen just torched the secondary on Sunday night. So, I mean, Joe Burrow isn't there. Joe Mixon, it sounds like he's going to miss another game. I mean, I'm definitely going with the Steelers, but, yeah. You have to. You really have to. I mean, especially after coming off a loss like that where you know that they're playing angry. They're going to play smart, and they're going to play angry. 
So I think you see Fitzpatrick get probably a pick, um, if not two. He's playing against a, who's he even playing quarterback? Ryan, Is it Allen, Ryan Finley that's playing this week. Yeah. Or, yeah Is Brandon it right? Allen, I thought it was Brandon me. Allen. What? Yeah. Okay, I thought he was hurt. Okay, so I mean, yeah. regardless, it doesn't matter. It's it's if Pittsburgh wins this. Uh, you you can't even predict if it's going to be by a large margin or even a small one. But the the Steelers are winning that game. They're not going to lose to the Bengals. And if they do, then there's going to be a lot of speculation of like, what do we got to do here to to like, we can't be losing it to not only a division rival. Granted, they have. There's no way that they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're totally out. But I mean. Like to to lose to a division rival and also lose to a team that is below five hundred. Like it it's it it maybe maybe they do think about this. Maybe they do lose to the Bengals and then it just they just you know what that's it. Big Ben four hundred plus yards every week, four touchdowns. Big Ben's playing out of his mind. Chase Claypool's got like two three touchdowns a game, and then who knows? Then they go to the Super Bowl and win it. But I mean. You don't know what's going to happen, but man, you I can't agree. bet against the and Steelers this All this week. talk about Ben possibly retiring, I don't believe it for one second. You know, I kind of I kind of took that bait in 2017 when he said that after the five interceptions against the Jags. And even when they lost to the Jags in the playoffs, I was thinking, well, this might have been it. But, you know, it, it's like Bill Cowher said, it seems like he always performs better when the odds are against him. So, yeah. Right. So, agreed. So we'll see what happens, man. Uh, but I think we could both agree. We can see the Steelers are going to win that game. Um, and then who knows? I mean, it's the 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 AFC Championship game that I'm really predicting to happen. And as I think everyone was in the beginning of the year, I, agree, I think it's going to be Kansas City and Pittsburgh. I totally agree. Well, well, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun. You're an awesome friend, and I Hell just yeah. want to say. Merry Christmas to you, Rachel, and your families. Hope you all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, man. So oh, you too, brother. Take care. So 35 of Jake's take. Thanks to Johnny Glow for